0: Welcome to God Talks with Joey Oswald. Hello, welcome to this episode of God Talks. Today, I'm talking to my aunt, Ember Kamm. We'll go ahead and give her a round of applause. All right, Aunt Em, go ahead and give us a quick autobiography of your life and try to keep it under two minutes. Ready? Go.
1: I was born in Columbus, Ohio, and we moved to Brimfield when I was probably around three. I grew up in Brimfield, went to school at Field Local Schools. I got married when I was 19, and I moved to Southeast Local Schools with my husband, Lee, and we raised our kids there, Matt and Katie. I now have a daughter-in-law and a soon-to-be son-in-law and a grandson. So
0: you're a grandma now. I am. How is that?
1: It's the best.
0: Is it really better than having kids of your own?
1: It is. I hear that from everyone. Yeah, you get to watch your kids be parents. So it just adds to the love.
0: Wow. So one thing that I love to ask everyone, whether you're Christian or or non-Christian, is if they could give me a 60-second gospel. And so whatever you think the, the gospel is, give it to me in or the christian gospel the gospel of jesus christ give it to me in 60 seconds ready okay. go
1: for me the interpretation of the gospel is is like the handbook of christianity but for my path as a christian it would be the equivalent of being a good person uh meaning that being empathetic loving kind and apologetic but for mo- mostly for me the gospel isn't just what I read. It's more of just how I act and how everybody should act.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool. I love seeing how the gospel is like received and portrayed to different people at different times, but it's interesting with you and um, your sisters, you my mom, and then aunt summer, because you all grew up around the same time with the same environment and you all have very different beliefs and different interpretations starting just right here with the gospel. And so, yeah, that leads perfectly into the question that this whole podcast is about. And it's a yes or no question. Do you believe in God? And then follow it up with why or why not?
1: Yes, I definitely believe in God. And I don't, I don't even know why or like why I would say I do. I just know that I've always believed in God. I don't remember a day or a time when I didn't know that there was a God or pray to a God And, uh, for me, it was just like the, the presence of him and knowing that I was feeling, I felt safe and, um, I could turn to him no matter what the
0: situation was. Wow. So it's something that you just have always believed, like you don't remember ever not believing or have you ever had doubts? Never, never
1: on my worst day. Nope. Wow. I'm not one that says that everything happens for a reason. So you have to believe I just truly know that the the things I don't have the answers to, I'm going to get the answers to someday. So I don't, I don't weigh myself down with why did this happen? Why are we going through this? I just know that someday I'll have the answers to all those questions that we truly cannot answer on this earth.
0: That's incredible. So how did you get this belief in God other than just something that you have just always felt? Did you grow up in the church? Like, did you grow up with parents who believed in God or or how did that come about?
1: Yeah, my parents both believed in God for sure. And it was spoken about. And my grandma, my dad's mom was a uh, very devout Christian. She actually spoke about it the most in my presence. Like I would hear her stories and stuff. Um, so it just always was there. But for me, I think it was more background noise. I never focused on the religious aspect of it. I uh, was more, it really is more just like an action for me. It's more about um, just living it, like not not needing to to read the Bible daily and stuff. It's, for me, it's more living a Christian life.
0: I see. That's really cool. That's really cool. Like I said, I love how people going from the same family. I mean, I see it within my own family and you all get these different beliefs, even though your, your upbringing was relatively the same. I mean, you had the same parents and of course you had some different experiences, but for the most part, you were raised very similar. Uh, yeah. is there anything externally, um, not just a, a feeling within yourself that has made you believe in God?
1: Oh, for sure. Like I tell my kids all the time, we've talked about it. Um, I've talked to both of my kids about it. And it's mostly I say to them, like, there were times that I needed a God to keep me safe. I needed a God to get me through a situation that probably wasn't a great situation. And I would pray to him during the situation before after the situation. Um, And I just felt that presence. It's just, that's why I say it's just always been there because I can remember being crouched down behind a couch praying for safety and mm-hmm. and comfort and peace. So I've just always known that he was there.
0: Wow. So do you think if you didn't have that faith in God or if God didn't exist, you wouldn't have gotten through those tough situations?
1: I think if, if I had gotten through them, it would have like, like they say, you got through by the grace of God. i like, I believe that, but if I hadn't gotten through them or if there wasn't a God or if I wasn't praying to a God, uh, I don't think I would be nearly the same person that I am. I'm very aware of like where I come from and where I am now and knowing how God played a part in so many aspects of that. And not even just in childhood, but In adulthood, I can remember when um, Lee would go to, he started a job third shift Mm -hmm. and I was terrified because I was home with two kids by myself. And every single night I would pray and some nights it took five minutes and some nights it took hours, but I would pray for the safety of our kids and me and that if anything were to happen that I would have the strength and knowledge how to get us out of that situation. So that got me through it, just knowing like, okay, I've got this. I'm literally laying here, giving it to God every single night. And I eventually didn't have to have that prayer anymore because I felt like, okay, he hears me. I've got
0: this. That is amazing. So say something did happen and something happened to Uncle Lee um, and he didn't return home safely one night. Would that make you not believe in God or... Do you know, regardless of your prayers for safety, even though your prayers don't come true, that God is still real?
1: Oh, no, I believe that, you know, bad things are going to happen to good people and bad people are going to do bad things to good people. Uh, that doesn't change the God that just makes the devil more present prevalent. Um, and I would say that if if Uncle Lee had gotten in an accident or something had happened to him, um, I would have felt that was that. That was the plan. Like there would be no fixing or changing that. And I wouldn't blame God for that. I just know that we're all here for a borrowed time. And whenever our time's up, then we'll find out when we get there, why the people we loved so much left earlier than us.
0: Well, that's awesome. Sorry, Uncle Lee. We, we just keep picking on Uncle Lee. I don't wish an accident on him at all.
2: Me either.
0: <laughs> so you grew up and you said your parents talked about god but did you guys go to church and if so is it a particular religion or particular denomination that you attended
1: that's funny because i started listening to your mom's podcast i haven't finished it and aunt summer and i were talking and i think we all have different memories of that (laughs) i think i remember out of the three of us going the least i Mm. remember us being if the holiday that we went the most would be easter because we always got our easter dresses um sometimes we would go uh, you know to the to the chapel in akron i believe is what it was and uh but it was i only remember being there a few times but i remember summer and your mom and i walking to the baptist church across from the school in Broomfield, and that's i and i remember being bused for a little, for a short time, just us girls to an, another church. And I actually don't remember where it was because I was so young. Um, after my parents separated though, I, the only time I went to church was with, I had two of my friends from school that went to church and one was a Baptist church in Bermanfield. And the other one was in Akron. Then I would go with them. Okay. Home, it was mostly just, we said grace every night.
0: Um, you did, even though you didn't go yeah. to church every Sunday, it was still very prevalent yep. within your house. So you realized early on that you don't have to be going to church every Sunday to, to believe in God or to be a good Christian or, or right. whatever I, it is.
1: I actually don't ever remember thinking that it was uh, like a prerequisite. It, just, it wasn't like yeah. to be a Christian, you have to attend church every day. I know people do believe that, but for me, I don't ever remember that being um, like a stipulation. i always always felt like i was a good christian from the time i was very little
2: yeah
0: that is such a a thing in our society that if you don't go to church you're not a good christian and i just love it this the idea of the podcast is i've met people who don't do what what typical christians do as far as they go to church every sunday they read their bible every day they whatever it might be and they turn out to be more loving than some of the people i sit beside in church and um and so I just think it's so cool how your upbringing plays into that. Um, yeah. And you had mentioned that your dad's mom talked about God a lot. And then what uh, What would she talk about? Or what was her religion or her beliefs about God that you remember?
1: Mostly, I just remember like little scriptures or like any any kind of gift or something she would give us would have like a little scripture on it. The, the Bible was always there sitting out. <laughs> um she never like sat and read to me from the bible and I can't even remember all the things she said it just it was just things were said like in little sporadic moments just here and there she would say stuff I always knew she was a very Christian
0: woman yeah that's amazing so could you tell that more so from the things that she said or the way that she acted
1: Well, probably both for me, because as a little girl, you know, I didn't see anything wrong with her. Like I just, she was, she, there was nothing about her that I was like, oh, that's not a good thing. Yeah. And I could see that in other people.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I know you had already mentioned that you believe in God and you talked about going to a Christian church, but with your belief in God, do you belong to a particular denomination? Do you, classify yourself as a Christian or is there another religion that you identify with
1: no I, I would say I was a Christian I don't I don't have another denomination and I never have
0: okay that's really cool so what is your idea of God who do you think God is I mean we're, we refer to God as he all the time um, and we pray to God what do you envision when you're praying to God do you envision him as Jesus Christ, you envision him as a, as a person, as a spirit, or or what is it that you think God is?
1: I do envision him as Jesus Christ. And when I, when I meet him, I always envision that it's Jesus Christ.
2: Wow.
0: That's awesome. I know that wasn't on the list of questions, but it came up and you answered that perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) That is just incredible. I love hearing about about your views and how would you say that your views differ from most other Christians?
1: I, For me, I have a hard time talking about religion and Christianity to people because for me, it's just, it's an action. It's less of the reading of the Bible, tithing at church, um, witnessing, like that's not my path to Christianity. And I get that it's a lot of people's paths and I respect that. Like, I don't think they're doing it wrong either. But for mm-hmm. me, it's, it's actions. It's like, every day, I, I say this a lot, every day, I want to be better than I was yesterday. To mm-hmm. me, that's Christianity. That's like self searching, making sure that I'm doing better today than I did yesterday. And some days, I fail miserably, and I'm not the kindest person, or I say something with a sharp tongue. And I, I always want to make sure the next time I try not to do that. I think that people would emulate you more as a Christian if you're actually being a healthy Christian, I would, I guess I would put it. So I think I have, my views are less of reading the Bible and knowing theology than it is to really just focus on being a good person and being good to your neighbors and the people that
0: you love. So you're more about actually doing theology than you are. So, and in, in actually learning the different doctrines and yeah. I think that's awesome. We need more of that. And it's, and I mean, you I can remember, tell, yeah, when I,
1: was younger, I would probably, I could say like, I've evolved when mm-hmm. I can look at my 20 year old self and think that I was being a good person knowing that now, Oh, well, there's things I could have done differently.
0: Okay. Okay. So how ultimately your view of Christianity or your view of God, how you just said it, it evolved over time, but how do you think that you arrived at this conclusion of your beliefs right now what are the different things that impacted it
1: um like feeling receiving hate from people um Mm. witnessing hate to other people yeah from people that really that really do go to church every sometimes three days a week uh being judged i i think i have felt judged most of my life i'm sure we all do but Mm -hmm. knowing that really devout Christians were, were casting a lot of the judgment and, uh, just feeling like that isn't, I'm not going to want to be like that person.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm not going to want to follow the path that they did. So I knew that my, and I have tried, even as an adult, we've tried churches and, um, probably just have never found the place that I felt had what I was looking for.
0: So, nothing against churches. You just haven't found a place that you fit in there.
1: Yeah, not absolutely nothing against
0: the church. Wow. That's awesome because we need more of that. I keep saying that, but it's just crazy that we get a lot of people get hate from Christians. But you're saying, no, look, it's all about this guy, Jesus, and the good things that he did. And you're trying to live that out daily. And I think that's incredible because I can actually see it and how you live your life. And without you ever having to, to, speak a word about the bible i mean you live the gospel every single day and just like you said the things that you do you always want to be better but do you want to be better like you said every day to please god or is it more of a you want to be better because you just want to be a better person
1: i don't think i actively look at it as pleasing god but i do think i just generally live my life in that fashion like it's not my life is never just about me it's about the people around me it's about god it's it's like a whole package mm-hmm. and we're all in the same ball and i just if we all could roll together with it it would make life a lot easier for Definitely. the that are having a difficult time so it's just oh. and like i said i know there's days i fail miserably at it but
2: mm-hmm.
1: i i do recognize that most of the time and try to do better
0: Wow. That is super cool. How does your belief about God, your belief in Christianity impact your day-to-day life from when you wake up, from when you go to bed, do you think about God every day, all the time? Do you think about being like God or just how does it impact your day?
2: No,
1: I probably, I probably don't think about being like God as much as I think about being like godly people. Mm. So, like Mimi, your, your grandparents, since I've met them, like I've never heard a bad word come out of their mouth, not saying that they don't have times where they have, you know, negative thoughts, but they, they are genuinely great people. And so I, people like them, I, I always think if I could be that positive, that helpful, that insightful. uh, So to me, that's probably the same path. It's a parallel path to being like God, but I don't, I don't wake up every morning and think of my godly plan. I try to wake up every day with just a grateful heart. And I try to go to bed with a thankful heart.
0: Wow. So do you want to be like my grandma Donna because of how she's impacted you and how you see her impacting other people?
1: Oh, for sure. Yes, for sure. Yeah. that That she's experienced that as an outsider, you just look at her. She just handles everything with grace.
0: See, that's what I mean. We could talk about your upbringing, your childhood, and all the traumatic experiences you've been through. And you alluded to them a little bit, um, saying that you prayed to God in those those difficult times. But how do you respond to something when, when you have a traumatic experience like that? And for some people, they respond in a hateful way, but you have seemed to respond In a loving way, and instead of doing to your kids what had happened to you, instead you do the complete opposite. So, how are you able to turn that around and stop the cycle?
1: I, you know, I've actually tried to think of that because people have said to me before, you know, have brought that up. Um, The the first thing I can ever go back and find that like took my path in a different direction would be Lee. It would just be meeting him. And finding a different way of life and using all of what I knew to not want other people to have to feel some of the things I felt. It wasn't all bad, obviously. We had good times too.
2: Mm-hmm. But you,
1: know, that you take the, obviously we remember the bad times the most, but we you have to take those and, and turn them around. And not everybody is able to do that. And I get that. And, and I was just able to, always pray about it and these try to be a, like a stronger person in where I was moving forward and there are times I've been stuck in like a riptide of life where it you know just keeps pulling me back to the same place and some things take me a lot longer to get through than others so well
2: wow. yeah that
1: I've changed the path completely but I try to do better and I think every generation will pick the things that were traumatic for them and do better for their kids.
0: That's what I've I've noticed about you is you're always thinking about how you can do better. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be the most simple task. And you're thinking about being more organized. So it's more efficient. And and like you were saying with your um, difficult experiences growing up, instead of saying, no, I'm going to do the same thing. You're saying, no, I want to be different. I want to be better. And is that something that you've always had?
1: Uh, I think so. I I can remember being pretty young and always wanting to make life just easier for not just me, but for my siblings or my parents, you know, trying to always be helpful and making sure that if my mom was suffering, that I was helping find a way for that to alleviate that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I then took all of that energy and put it into my kids. And then when my kids got older and were taking on some of those tasks, I tried to put it into my nieces and nephews. And yeah, it's just been kind of a way of my life, just making things better if you can, or easier or more. Comforting. Making
0: things better. Yeah. That's the same thing with grandma Donna and my mom. It's, it doesn't matter what we're doing. We could be sitting at the dinner table and they keep asking you, are you, are you sure you got enough to eat? Do you want more? You know, it's just going above and beyond doing anything you can to, and it truly comes down to you putting other people's desires above your own. And I can see it in literally every aspect of your life. And you put what other people want above what you want. And
2: I think if you if felt, if you've ever
1: felt discomfort in your life, and I know we all have, so whatever areas you have felt discomfort, you will, you'll be able to see that in other people. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, just making sure people are always feeling welcome is probably the food thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing you said, you didn't feel welcome in a lot of those churches. And so what would you say, to Christians who tell you, no, you, you need to go to church, you need to read the Bible every day. How would you respond?
1: I would tell them that that I would I completely respect that. That is what some people need, but I I feel so comfortable with my path that I've never felt that pressure. Like people have said that and people have told mm-hmm. me if I died, that I would be richer and if I lived more of a godly life, I would be happier and you know, people's interpretation of your life is never what your life really is. So yeah, I I respect people's opinions wholeheartedly, but I would never take um, an earthly person's opinion and put it into my life unless it really, unless I could see that, physically see that they were right. Mm -hmm.
0: So what would make you start going to church? And I don't mean that in a way like you need to start going to church, but I'm saying I mean, that's typically what Christians think you need to do and you don't go to church. And so what would make you want to go to church?
2: Oh, gosh, I
1: honestly don't know. I'm, I've never been against it.
0: And right. Yeah,
1: I think that. Pre pre covid pre pandemic, I you know, if I had visited a church and it was something that I was I felt. I would, it would be a feeling. It wouldn't be,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, words of anybody. It's, it really is about action. I had one pastor that Lee and I got married by and he was the only, it was the only time I ever felt like this guy is not preaching the Bible. He's preaching life.
2: Mm.
1: He's actually taking our lives as we're living them And making me interpret them into the Bible. And I think probably dumbing it down for people that are scared of religion, scared of terminology, Mm
2: -hmm. scared
1: to feel dumb in church. You know, there's so many reasons people don't go to church. So,
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: Feel more like a social gathering where we're all going to the same field trip would be more enticing to people, especially me.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I was just talking to Riley the other day, and he said he grew up in like a small Lutheran church. And so when he came to First Christian, he said it was completely different. And he was just, I forget the exact word, or he was overwhelmed, I think is what he said. And he said in the best way possible, because he felt this loving environment where he didn't have to read books or read songs out of a hymnal book. And he got a literally he felt like he was going to a concert and a lot of people look at that and they say that's not church and everyone has their own idea of what church is and how do you not impose your views onto other people who do who do choose that lifestyle of going to church three times a week like you said and not saying hey you don't need to do that to be a good christian
1: um because i wouldn't impose my viewpoints because i they may need to do that to be a good christian that might be the path i i think if you just look at a road map there's so many roads to get to the same destination and you take the one that works best for you and some of us take the really short route some of us take the long route it just it's that's the same way to christianity we all get there if, if you if you're a christian you get there the way that works best for
0: you okay and you talking about taking the same road leads me to another question that i love to ask people regardless of their beliefs is do you believe that all religions lead to the same thing or all religions lead to the same god
1: i actually think about that a lot <laughs> for me in my head what i want to believe is not truly what i believe at this point i would love to believe that we all say our god's name in a different
2: mm-hmm.
1: or like a different name yeah but that it all is one God and we're all going to get there and be like, surprise, we just, yeah. all different. that's like what I want to <laughs> believe. But I believe that that's probably not the way it is. Yeah, And it's one you know, of those questions. It's just like the question of how does a person who murders somebody get to heaven? Yeah. So those questions, when I get there, it's on my list. Like how did this happen?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I know you had uh the traumatic experience growing up, obviously, but your, your brother, Danny died. And during that time, how did God play a role?
2: He
1: was more prevalent in my life at that time, because I needed comfort. And, uh, there was not, there was not enough comfort from people around me to, to help me. So I needed him even more. So I prayed a lot more, I had to stop mid activity to pray, mm-hmm. find comfort. Uh, for me, that's one of my biggest things that I pray about is really just comfort and peace and finding, like I'm never, I'm not gonna pray for an answer. I don't know mm-hmm. the answer. So I'm praying just that that I feel comforted until the answers come. And for that was my first um, big grief thing that I've ever experienced. And, knowing now you know what the process is Mm -hmm. i know that it takes years it's not something that ever goes away and it's something that you always need god to help get you through i still have to pray to god at times for comfort because i miss him and i feel the injustice of not having him but it doesn't make me angry about it it just makes me curious as to why then and you know like I said, I'm, I'm patient. So I'll wait for the answer as to why he left so early.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I, and I knew that's kind of how you prayed earlier because you said you prayed for your kid's safety, for Uncle Lee's safety, but then you also said you'd pray, well, if not, Lord, I need your strength. And so having that type of mindset is just, I don't understand where does that come from? Because a lot of people view God as this some sort of cosmic vending machine. And, and if you have cancer and and you pray to God and ask him to take it away and he doesn't, well, he just must not exist. So how do you, how do you not have that sort of mindset?
1: I am not sure. I just, I've always known that I don't want to pray for stuff. I don't pray for a new house or a new car or for money. I always knew that I found way more comfort for me, like in life, I find way more comfort and peace than I do Mm. tangible stuff. And and if it, if a person has cancer and I'm praying for them, I really do just pray for God to like wrap his arms around them and help them to feel safe while they're laying yeah. there in pain. I don't want them to, to hurt. Even if there is physical pain, I know that God can give you comfort in other ways that can help you get through it.
0: Wow. So I pray That's for that. beautiful. And I can really see how you said, how you tried to be a godly person. Well, well, you think that God is comforting and that's what you do for everyone. When they're in pain, the first thing you do is try to take that pain away. And then when you can't, you go to the next best thing. And, and it's just so cool how now that I'm learning about your beliefs, I can see how they actually play into every aspect of your life. But there's, a, there's another question I love to ask people, and it is, what is the Big Bang Theory? And I ask this just because I was taught the Big Bang Theory as a kid in school, and I couldn't tell you what the heck it is. But as I've researched this topic, I've learned that both believers and non-believers use the big bang theory to both of them use it to, to prove their beliefs, whether they believe in God or whether they don't, they both use the big bang theory. And I think it's such a interesting topic. And so I just, I'm just wondering what you believe the big bang theory is.
1: Well, when I read up on it, I, what my interpretation would be the, the, Christian view of the you know life being created at one point mm-hmm. is exactly what God did he created is <laughs> was created at that point so wow. whether science plays a part in it and, it and it has evolved obviously it has evolved we mm-hmm. have evolved uh being able to like they explain you can see further like that mm-hmm. is true that's how we are as Christians too we we're very tunnel vision at the beginning and then it expands as we get older our our views expand and wow. that's the way i look at it i'm not huge on the big bang theory mm-hmm. all the scientific explanations of creation <laughs> but i think they go hand in hand
0: wow that you know what i did not expect that response but looking back that makes so much sense because you are just such a rational person. And like you always say, you're a realist. And for you to say that those two go hand in hand, of course, I didn't expect that. But now it makes so much sense because you are a very rational person. And that's a a rational thing to, to interpret from the Big Bang Theory. And that's exactly what a lot of Christians do. And so dang, that is just really freaking cool. (laughs) Well, thank you. Awesome. So one question I love to ask everyone that I get the chance to interview is what advice they would give to me at my age. So what advice would you give to me? Anna?
1: I would tell you that actions will be remembered way longer than words Hmm. that live your life to always try to be better and do better and never stop learning.
0: Wow. That's incredible. How do you never stop learning? What do you do?
1: Oh my gosh. I actually love to learn. If I could go to college for free, I would go for the rest of my life. (laughs) Interesting to me to, to learn different perspectives, but even just every day in my life, some days I have really good days and I learn from those how to do great. And then there's some days that I'm like, oh, I don't like the way that went. Or there'll be people that I interact with that I learn things from and how to act and how to not act. So a lot for me, it's mostly My learning is more of um, actions and forgiveness and moving forward. That's been a hard one for me.
0: Dang, that's incredible. And then another thing that I love to ask people is what their morning routine is. And I ask people this because throughout the years, my brother, I mean, Jake and I have, have always asked people this because we've learned about how successful people start their morning with a super structured morning routine. And then we came to find out that Hey, even people who don't start their morning super structured, some of them are still very successful. So I'm interested in what you do every morning to prepare for the day.
1: Well, at this stage in life, I just get up and brush my teeth and either go pick up my grandson or I start work. Um, But I have to start with a cup of tea.
0: Okay, there it is.
1: I get up and turn on the teapot.
0: Okay.
2: And
1: then I get ready while it's heating up, make my tea, and then I either go to work or I go pick up my grandson.
0: That's incredible. So you start with a cup of tea. What kind of tea?
1: Burl grey tea.
0: Oh, yeah. You got me started on that stuff. Now I can't quit it.
1: Cream and sugar.
0: Cream wow. and sugar. Just like your mom used to make it for you, huh?
1: That's right. It cures everything.
0: It cures everything. Even a heartache.
1: That's right. Mostly wow. a heartache.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for letting me interview you. This was amazing. I got to learn so much from you and and you were super prepared, which made this way easier and it went super smooth. Um, do you have any final remarks, anything we didn't get the chance to talk about or just something that you want to end it on?
1: No, I think this is great. I hope a lot of people listen and it was interesting on my end as well. I enjoyed it.
0: Well, thank you so much. Give it up for Thank you for listening to God Talks with Joey Oswald.